We live? We are live. <laughs> Welcome. Okay. I'm going to cut this part off. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <clears throat> hey, welcome back to the Interrupted Goodness Podcast. I'm here today with David Diener. You should know because you... Um, this is going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> we used all of our creative juices with that announcement video yesterday. I know. I know. We'll get it here. Hey, welcome back to the Interrupted Goodness Podcast. This is Tyler, and I'm here with David once again. And today is a very special episode. Yes, it is. You want to tell them why? We're talking about sports today. Yeah. Sports in relation to life and why it's important to us. It's a big season in Tyler and I's life right now. We are at odds. We are foes. We are no longer, we're, we're frenemies, you could say. That's true. As my favorite baseball team is the Braves, and Tyler's is the Houston Astros. And we are facing each other in the World Series right now. Yes. So by the time this episode comes out, yes. uh, the World Series will be over. But And the Braves will be victorious. And maybe we'll be friends again. I'm not <laughs> real sure. Depends on who wins. Right now it's tied one-to-one, -one, so there's a lot of smack talk. Yes. But, but we said at the beginning of the playoffs, hey, wouldn't it be cool if the Astros and the Braves yep. were in the World Series? Because last year they went to the ALCS. Yeah, and we teams. said the same thing last year. Man, it would be amazing if yes. they made it. Not thinking that it would really happen. Yeah. Both teams go to the ALCS last year. Both teams take it to Game 7. So close to happening. Yep. And then this year, it happens. Yep. It's awesome. So it's been a rough couple of days, but we're going to make it through, and our yep. friendship's going to be stronger because of it. So let's talk a little bit about sports, and especially sports in our lives, the impact it's made along the way. Yeah. I, I guess I'll start with currently, like, in my life, and why the last two years – baseball has been so important to me like in high school I was three sport athlete did football wrestling and uh, baseball Tyler and I both played baseball at Cincinnati Christian University um, they're such a prestigious program the school doesn't even exist anymore golden eagles golden eagles <laughs> may rest in peace <laughs> um, but no so uh, last year was 2020 yeah, I mean I don't have to say anything else yeah but um, so baseball had a shortened season, I think 60 games. Is that right? 60 games. Yeah, I think it was. And then the tournament or the playoffs. Um, and honestly being stuck at home, uh, Carter loves baseball. He's loved baseball his entire life. I mean, we play hours and hours and hours and I know your boys do too, but that was the first season, uh, that Carter would sit down and watch games with me. And I never really watched a ton of games before I would follow the Braves, but I would never watch hours and hours of baseball, but. Last year, we watched hours and hours of baseball. Um, we play baseball, and we followed them all the way to the playoffs. And it was just a lot of fun to bond with Carter in that way and spend time together watching and going through the highs and lows that was the Braves. Yeah. Um, and now to see him in the, in the World Series, I mean, Carter has shed many tears over losses and then many joyous squeals over wins and home runs and uh, – it's just been fun to do together, the two of us. And, um, and when I'm, Tyler and I, we both coached our boys together on a baseball team. So it was fun. It's just baseball has been, as at least for Carter and I, Eli's a little young yet. He's getting into it. But it's been a central part of our relationship that we bonded over. And I've just appreciate it. Made, it has made the last year and a half has made me appreciate baseball all the more. Yeah. There is something about playing catch with your kid. Yeah. I know even growing up, playing catch with my dad played a big role. If you've seen the Field of Dreams, 
that's why the field of dreams is so powerful at the end because of the game of catch yeah. that he's playing with his dad. And it's because we've all experienced that growing up. And I think you're right. Like seeing our kids experience some of the things that we did growing up and uh, being able to see that through their eyes now is a pretty yeah. cool experience. Yeah. And, and just, we went, uh, we drove Carter and Eli saw their first professional game this year. We drove down to Cincinnati and just to see him, walking up to the stadium and seeing how big it is and how wide-eyed and just it's just a whole thing the whole experience was just amazing for them to see yeah yeah I think uh for me sports shaped me as a kid and even as an adult more than I realized looking back on it mm-hmm. played a, a key role in so many ways and I think um it's because sports mimic life so well so there's a beginning a middle and end in sports uh, in the middle, like we've been talking about with interrupted goodness, there's conflict that mm-hmm. happens, and the best stories are the the over, the underdog stories where someone overcomes those conflicts and and ends up winning. Um, obviously, I'm an Astros fan, and you know, in 2017, they were the underdogs, and that series was huge because man, here they are beating all these. I think they beat the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers mm-hmm. to win the World Series that year. Arguably so, the three biggest yes. organizations of baseball. Yes. So they were the underdogs coming yeah. through. And they were like America's team at that point. Now, since then, <laughs> with the trash can stuff, obviously they're not. They're the villains now. Um, but we all love an underdog story. And I think it's because it does mimic life so much that there is things that we all want to overcome in our lives. And we see that play out in sports all the time um and even throughout scripture like paul talks a lot about sports and uses that as a Mm -hmm. uh reference for what faith looks like so he's got the um i have fought the good fight i have finished the race i've kept faith um he talks about uh uh you know fighting like you're uh gonna win a prize Mm -hmm. and things like that that point towards this idea that um, we are in a competition in life. Um, yeah. we're, we're fighting for something bigger than ourselves. So, yeah, I, I think sports shape us um, without us even knowing it in many ways. And, and even having to overcome that conflict is huge. Like being able to come out on the other side, whether you win or lose, you're, you're building character along the way. It helps build that character. Um, so what are some ways that you've seen that play out for you? Like how has it built character in your life or how has it shaped you? Yeah, I think I, I can vividly remember a wrestling match my junior year. I was the county tournament, and I was I was the underdog. I was not supposed to win the tournament. I was wrestling this guy from Southwood who was better than me and, and honestly ended up beating me like four times that year. Uh, but at the county tournament, I remember I beat him. And it was only because uh, I was in better shape than he was. Like, I came in and I was in shape. And he by the end of the match, we won all three periods. He was dragging. He was just really dragging. And, the, I, you know, and this may sound an oversimplification, but I won because I was better prepared. Like, I won be, not because I was a better wrestler because he beat me three more times <laughs> later that year. Um, but I came in, I had worked hard, and I had done the work. And I was ready for that. And I think, especially when, with my faith, when I think about the trials and the temptations and the things like that, I am more prepared to fight against evil when I'm 
I'm when I'm prepared. Like yeah, when I spend the time, and I, I can think of this so many times in my life, the times where I've better resisted temptation and better fought that is the times where I'm more in scripture more. Uh, when I'm uh, when I'm praying more, those times where I'm putting in the work ahead of time helps me um, be a better follower of Jesus. Like I, I don't know, maybe that's an oversimplification of an example, but. Like I, that is, I will always remember that. Just that reminder of like, I was the worst wrestler. I was not as good as he was. I was bad and he beat me three more times, but because I did the work, I won. Is that yeah. simple? And like in life, I think that's a great lesson because we do, whether it be in work projects or with our faith or whatever, like we can try and skim by the best we can, but just the understanding that if you put in the work, like you'll be able to be the best father, you can be the best husband, the best son, the best worker you can be if you put in the work and you try as hard as you can instead of just skating by. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, again, Paul points to those that compete, like go under strict training Mm -hmm. to make that happen. And and I know that's true in my life too. I feel like I'm best when I'm disciplined in lots of areas of my life. So when I'm running consistently in the morning, it it fuels everything else too. So like that's when I'm reading my Bible more. That's when I'm – um, taking the time to pray to God more, like all those things connect, and those disciplines do play a, a huge role in our faith development mm-hmm. uh, more than we realize. Sometimes we have to make it a priority and yeah. not just be like, "Ah, I'm just going to go through the motions and see how it comes out." Like yeah. that's not going to work in our faith. It's not going to work in our life. Uh, it's not going to work in sports. You're going to fail if you don't prepare yourself. Um. Let's let's talk a little bit about sports then. Like, who are who are you cheering for in sports? What are the teams that you uh, follow the closest? Let's let's go that direction okay. for a minute. I w- I was I mean I, we talked about the Braves. Yeah. So, uh, and then I'm a I'm a big Penn State fan. Uh, we just came off a terrible nine overtime loss to Illinois. Oh my! Which was brutal. Yeah. Uh, I was on our way back to Florida, and I'm kind of glad I had to listen to it on the radio, and I didn't have to watch the disaster. Yeah, um, put us out of playoff contention. But so I'm a big Penn State fan, has been for years. Fun fact: that nine overtime game Saturday was, I believe, it was ten years to the day. Maybe it was more than that. It was like fifteen, whatever. It was the exact same date that Penn State lost a game, six to four. Oh my! To Iowa. <laughs> That's something about crazy. the day. Yeah, six, six to four. Six to four. Yep, we gave up two field goals and our defense got two safeties. I remember watching that game as a kid. It was terrible. That's like a once in a lifetime. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. So big Penn State fan, always have been. Um, I follow the Colts. Um, I was actually a Forty Nine er fan growing up. Yeah, I remember um, that. The days of Steve Young, Jerry Rice, and then honestly, I kind of stopped following professional sports. When I got later elementary, basically once a 49, you can call me a fair weather, whatever. <laughs> once they stopped being good, I kind of stopped following them. And then once I kind of started watching football again, I'm just, I'm just going to go with the hometown yeah. team. Yeah, kind of bandwagon the there. That's fine. Whatever. And then it was perfect timing where Peyton Manning comes in there. So Yeah. But I've stuck with him through the, the highs and lows. Too, kind of a bandwagon. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was not a bandwagon with the Heat. I'm a Miami Heat fan, and I, I never watched basketball. I was, we were a wrestling family. Everybody in our family wrestled. So we never really did the basketball thing. Um. But once we got to college, our friend Matt Pineda, he's a huge Miami Heat fan. And so my freshman year, I would watch games with him some. And they were they were terrible. That was back when we had Chris Quinn as their starting point guard. They were just not good at all. Is that the Jason Williams era? Yes. I'm a big Jason yes. Williams fan. So, but, so I would watch some games with Matt. So I just kind of decided I'll just be a Heat fan with Matt. And since, since we did that together, 
Um, and then, you know, then they eventually, so I was pre LeBron, pre Bosch, yeah. pre the big three. It was close. It you was got close. In maybe just under. It was literally one year. It was like one year. Cause I don't even think it was my freshman year. I think it was like when we were on fourth out, fourth yeah. south. Um, yeah. So just squeaked in there, but I've been following the heat ever since. Just lost in the finals a year and a half ago to, with Jimmy B. Um, so I'm excited for this year. We're looking good. We're looking yeah. good. Tyler Heroes, he's a beast. Bam. It's awesome. I was sad we had to get rid of Drogic, but yeah. we did sign Kyle Lowry. But. I just feel like that's a sellout, being from Indiana and liking the Heat. You should like the Pacers. Mm. I can't say that, though, because I'm not really – I don't follow any NBA team very much. I'm a player guy when it comes to the yeah. NBA, you could say. Okay, so who, what about you? Who do you follow? Okay, so the Astros, um, and that goes back to my dad played minor league baseball for the Astros, so that definitely played a part yeah. in growing up liking the Astros. And then, you know, you grew up watching Jeff Bagwell, Craig Biggio, mm-hmm. Killer Bees. Killer Bees. Man, they were fun to watch. Yeah. So I got sucked in in the 90s, and then I've just been a diehard ever since. So it's been a fun run. Three World Series in the last five years, even with the – the scandal in the midst of that. Uh, but I'm even in the midst there. of that, one of my favorite things was you wrote an open letter to the Astros on social media, and it went semi-viral for Wabash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the highlight of my writing yes. career. <laughs> but it was it was very well done. If you don't, you should follow Tyler Leland on social media. Go back a few years, find it. Very well written, just talking about that whole experience as a dad, and it was good. Yeah. And I know some of that has probably changed over time for me. I. I know that at that period of time, I think more than just the Astros were yeah. involved in that, but right. um, the way that they handled them, some things for sure as a dad was kind of disappointing. So I have enjoyed seeing them this year, though, um, overcome mm-hmm. all the haters, too. I mean, it's actually brought them closer together. And if you hear them talk about it, they always talk about how um, they're not playing against the haters but they're just close because of all the, the conflict they've been through. Yeah. They love one another in yeah. that locker room, and they're in it together. And it's brought them into this relationship where like, they all are fighting for the same things. Yeah, so. and I love Tyler and his family went to a White Sox-Astros yeah. playoff game, and he said he learned – well, he didn't. His kids learned a lot of new words as the fans were. <laughs> man, uh, those South Sliders, they're <laughs> – they're rough, man, uh, but they it was fun. And the they boys, held nothing back, it sounded like. Yeah. Hopefully it just uh, brushed right over and they didn't really understand what I'm, was going I'm on. I'm sure they will not hear any of that language tonight in Atlanta. The Braves are the highest <laughs> class organization. Yeah. yeah, or hopefully they don't hear any of that language from Dad at home. I don't know. It depends <laughs> on how the Astros are doing. Uh, so, But, yeah, so the Astros um, for sure. And then my NCAA basketball team is the Indiana Hoosiers. Um, those are really the teams that I root the hardest for. Yeah. There's other teams that I'll cheer for. Uh, Notre Dame football for a long time uh, I followed pretty closely, but I just don't watch a ton of football anymore. And the Colts would be another team that I follow. But, yeah, basketball, Indiana basketball, I grew up watching them. Uh, I think it was like Channel 4 used to have all the Indiana games, mm-hmm. and so I'd watch them with my dad and grew up watching A.J. Guyton. He was my boy back in the day. I, I missed uh, the days of Travis Diener. <laughs> Travis Diener for the, the Pacers, yeah. Who did he play for in college? Do you know? Marquette. Marquette, yeah. 
So, yeah, the Hoosiers, hopefully they're going to make a comeback this year. You were with me when he waved to me once, remember? I do remember that. That was pretty crazy. It was awesome. It was like you guys are related or something. <laughs> are you related? That's no, the question. No, I answer. just yelled at him that we shared the last name, and he kind of weirdly looked at me <laughs> and waved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I can't. I can't believe somebody would weirdly look over and wave after that. That was, oh. <laughs> it's fine. There's not a lot of deaners around. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you're the only one I know. And Travis. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is he still playing somewhere, coaching? Uh, I don't he kind of just so. fell off the map. He he played. I mean, he's older because he played back with Dwayne Wade. That's true. And so, I mean, Wade's retired. You should have got one of his jerseys when I he should've. played. I should I can find one on eBay. <laughs> I don't know if they made his jersey, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so those are the teams that we follow, and there's lots of things that are tied to that, too. I mean, we follow teams because of how we were raised yeah. at some level, too. Yeah. I mean, I told you a little bit of the reasons why. I started following those different teams, and I bet your boys are starting to follow the same teams that yep. you like, too. For sure. I know that Adrian, for a while there, my wife was watching Carter, David's oldest, mm-hmm. and she's a Cubs fan, so she was playing Go Cubs Go all the time, and that was forming him. It was 100%. 100%. More than, <laughs> more than he even realized. Yep. And today, he'll still sing Go yeah, Cubs Go. Yeah, he still loves Go still, Cubs Go. Yeah. I, I was legitimately worried he was going to be a Cubs fan. <laughs> he, she was close, like, yeah. and I was so thankful she didn't want to watch Carter anymore so I could start to influence my kid properly. <laughs> it wasn't that she didn't want to watch him. I know. It was that she didn't want to make him a Cubs fan, I yeah. think. She felt no, bad. No, she, no. All right, I, I feel like you have to tell a story. of So Tyler and I played football together in high school. I was the center. Tyler was the quarterback. Yeah. Talk about the story we always tell people. you got to yeah. tell people the story. Well, first of all, we were terrible yes. in football. And terrible's nice. And I'll take a nice some of the, the brunt of that. I was the no. quarterback, and I no. couldn't really throw the football, but nobody matter. else could Nobody either. could catch it. Nobody, nobody could catch it either. We just didn't have a lot of football players. And our 130-pound wrestler was our starting guard. That's true. That's true. So my senior year, we went over. Well, no. we won a game by forfeit. Yes. Wicko. We lost that game. Wicko cheated. But they had some, like, in a, Academically ineligible. <laughs> players. So we won, baby. And our coach came in and said, you know what? We're taking this win. And I was like, oh, hey, hey, we'll take it. So we do have a win on the yes, books that year. But David was uh, my center some of the year, not the whole year. And one week, our coach decided that we were going to run shotgun. So we worked all week on the shotgun. David, and I knew what I was doing. I was a long yes, snapper. He was Easy. a good He was a good center, good long snapper. All week, we got this thing down. We're working on it. I'm thinking this is going to be great because most of the year we've been running veer, uh, veer right, veer left, like three plays is all we would run basically. And we were just getting smashed because everybody knew our plays. So we're like, let's introduce some shotgun. So Friday. We're facing the biggest, (laughs) best team. Yes. In in the conference. They're like three times our size. Yeah. So Friday rolls around and we're on offense. First first series of of the game for us. And we get into shotgun. So David hikes the ball. <laughs> I I see it slowly, like slow motion. The ball comes towards me, and it starts flying over my head. I'm like, oh, no. So I try to jump. It's way too high to jump for. It probably launched like 
20 it was, yards. Yeah, it was 20 yards, man. Behind me. Like, so I go running after it. I dive on it. We lose 20 yards in the first play of the game. <laughs> and our coach says from then on out, like, okay, no we're not running a shotgun. <laughs> that was the one play that we ran shotgun the entire year. And he wouldn't let us run it again. I, If we would have kept running it, oh, we would have been fine. Yeah, just the adrenaline was pumping. Yeah. First play of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Then we... I, I don't know if I'll ever understand that. Of You practice something all week long. You're literally going to change your entire offense and how you line up. Yeah. You mess up one play. All right, go back to what you're doing. And that's the thing. Like We were losing games anyways. Yeah. It's not like we're going to lose the first game of the season by messing it up. Right. <laughs> I mean, let us try something else yes. for once. Clearly what you're already doing isn't working. Yes. Let's do something else. Yes. that's It was crazy. It was but awesome. It's a memory we share. Coach Wyatt, that's all right. Yeah. We forgive you for that. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> oh, man. But there's so many memories that we have of, of different sports. And we have gotten to play lots of sports together over yeah. the years, which has been cool, too. Yeah. Um, you could talk about the baseball uh, story when you're on opposite teams. That was a pretty crazy story, too. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to? Let's, we'll go there, and then we'll, we'll finish up. up okay. With the, so with this was uh, – was it prep league? What was it? It wasn't Little League. Yeah, so we'd been like 13. Probably. Yeah, 13, 14. Uh, Tyler and I were on opposite teams. We were playing down downtown, the down ballpark, uh, downtown ballpark in Wabash. And uh, Mitch Bright uh, hits a pop-up down the first baseline. Tyler's playing first base. I'm yep. catching. Uh, Tyler's right in the line. Um, and Mitch was a large man for – 14 years old. He, <laughs> yes. he was a big guy. He was a grown man, I believe. Yeah, yeah he basically, like, he, was he wasn't a... fat. He was just a grown man. Yeah. Like, he was clearly the most mature, biggest looking that guy. That was total middle school, yes. like, Tyler was matured at all. Yeah. 130 pounds soaking <laughs> wet. Um, so this ball is right on the line, and Mitch doesn't care. And he just goes flying. And as soon as you catch it, he just plows you over. Yep. Lays you out. You still caught it somehow, and I don't know how. Yeah, yeah. He just plowed you, and it was dugouts clear. Dug benches cleared. Your coach, both all of your coaches got kicked out, and and rightfully so. It was a it was a dirty play, man. It was wrong and dirty play. But all of your coaches got kicked out. You had to forfeit the second game of the double hitter. It was insane. Thankfully, you're okay. Yeah, but man, it was. It was interesting times. No kidding. I mean, who would who would think that in prep league baseball, <laughs> something like that could just explode? Yeah. Oh man, everybody there. Like it was. It was pandemonium crazy. because the umpire <laughs> didn't do anything either. Yeah, because he wasn't going to kick him out. Like he was literally doing the well. Oh, right. Oh well. Right. I mean, nobody gets paid enough for that moment I know, either. It's I like, know. what do I do here? He probably didn't even know the rule either way. Like, right. do I they call him out? Didn't. Do I not call him out? <laughs> I don't know what to do here. You know. So, hey. It was dirty, no hard though. feelings towards Mitch Bright. It was just a crazy play and a memory that we have together yes. now that yes, will forever be there. Yes. <laughs> so we're we're looking forward to our boys having those same memories growing up too. Sports definitely have shaped us more than we even realize. I want to finish today. Um, I wrote this little blog post on Story Warren a while back, and it's called Dear Baseball. So it's kind of a letter to baseball and talks about how it's shaped me over the years. So I want to read this to finish and then – um, we'll go our separate ways. So here, here it goes. Dear Baseball, I've known you for as long as I can remember. Fond memories of you come rushing back as I think of a childhood filled with fresh grass under my cleats and the aroma of hot dogs in the air. 
I know you are merely a child's game, but I'm here to say thank you. Let me explain. Different. There is something different about you, baseball. You aren't like other sports. You are slow and drawn out, yet everything can change in the swing of a bat. You are, base, you are basic in strategy, throw the ball, hit the ball, yet you are so very difficult to master. You reward the patient, the focused, the perseverant ones. You are a game of beauty built on a field of dirt. Dirt. You remind me of how God shaped me from the dirt, and, so, and yet somehow God has used you to shape parts of me as well. With a crumpled up cup for a ball and a hand as a bat, you taught me how to create something out of nothing. You showed me that failing is okay and that we can finish the game that we can't finish the game alone. Your heroes became my heroes. I had them plastered on my walls and collected in old beat-up shoeboxes. Within the white lines of your diamond, I experienced joy and sorrow, loss and victory. You were a consistent thread running throughout my story. Story. And whether you know it or not, baseball, you tell a story as old as time. A narrative of redemption. A script that defines us all. Baseball, you are a game that mimics life. Between your foul pools, players leave home with nothing and somehow come back with everything. It's the story of the prodigal son. It's the story of the lost sheep. It's my story. It's a story where you leave home and then come back again. Home. We will cross that dusty plate someday, but until then, we will sweat and bleed and cry. We will get dirty. We will have a few grass stains on our jerseys. There will be little victories that come our way. Teammates will be added. Laughter will be had. Miraculous plays will be made. A stadium full of fans will cheer us on. And then the game will end. Around the bases we will go. And someone will be running out of the dugout to welcome us home. Thank you, baseball, for the lessons learned. Thank you for teaching me that instant isn't always better. For showing me that failing is part of the game. For pointing me towards the playful side of our father. And thank you for the opportunity to play catch with my dad. Every pop of the glove reminds me of our God who is waiting for us in the backyard. Sincerely, a fan of the game. There you go. Tears shedding in the office right now. I'm glad one of us can write well. (laughs) Oh, man. I love that, though. And our coach in high school, Tony Ugin, Mm -hmm. he used to say, like, our thing was get dirty. Like, that was what we – and I don't know if that was, like, an original Tony – thing do you know know? i don't that we were the only team that i knew that had that yeah but i love it get dirty because that's that's what it looks like to play baseball man you get dirty sometimes but it's getting back up and yep and keep moving forward that's important so sports we enjoy them yeah we hope you guys do too okay we'll see you guys next time see ya